0: Good evening and welcome to Hal Holiday's Rockin' Food Review. I am Hal Halder, your host. And we are here every Tuesday night from 6 to 8 with my friend over here, Mama Kim. Hello, hello.
1: hello. We're happy to be back.
0: So we are here to uh, give you some enjoyment for two hours every Tuesday night. We are here not to review restaurants or uh, dog things of restaurants or music. We are here to actually do a review as far as we like you. And we want to talk about local establishments, local food and beverage, uh, local music, local breweries, local shops, local stores, anything local in the New England area that we love and bring it to you. Uh, my name is Hal Holliday, and I am a professional chef and musician as well. And I also have done theater and all that good stuff, so I just love entertainment and uh, making people happy. So to my right, we have the lovely Mama Kim over here.
1: Hello, we're so happy to be back in studio after a little hiatus. Um, Just a reminder, a little bit about me. I am also a hospitality professional, um, but I also have a real love for um, food, music, local craft cocktails and beer. Um, We love going out exploring new places to eat and drink, specifically breweries, and then we'll bring it all back to you, tell you all about it. Um, you got a little taste of that from our first show where we talked about the Worcester area. That was woo. pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> woo! <laughs> woo, woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be bringing um, more of that you know, flavor as far, to, far as food and beverage and music to you Thank today.
0: You. Thank you, Kim. That was wonderful. Uh, to our left, we have joining us tonight, the wonderful Pete over here to the left. Say hi, Pete.
2: Good evening. Thanks oh. for having me.
0: Oh, well, thanks for having us too. <laughs> it's, it's
2: it's our pleasure truly. Oh, thank you.
0: So, uh, we are live at Wave Radio Boston, FUFM. We are not radio, we are satellite internet radio, so we appreciate you guys listening in. Um, if you guys want to call in or text in, we have some phone numbers for you. Call in at 617-829-9283, or if you're shy, you can text us at 617-764-9283. During the show, with your questions, comments, or general discussions, we'd love to have you. If you want to be showcased on Wave Radio Boston, you can email us at waveradioboston.com. And uh, we will get back to you. If you want to be a restaurant or food or musician that wants to be on the show, please, please feel free to reach out to us.
1: Yeah, we love to have people to talk to.
0: We do. We like talking. This week for our food segment, we'll be joined by a very special guest. We have uh, the downtown levels, wonderful Warp and Weft. We have Christine and Eric Faulkner, I'm sorry, Craig Faulkner coming in, Eric's brother. Uh, we'll be listening on the line and we'll talking to them soon. They will be uh, talking about their awesome establishment. And then we have Mr. Soulful himself, Mr. Big Ben Hillman, will be calling in. We'll be featuring some songs from Ben. Uh, he's an amazing musician and a good dude, so we can't wait to talk to him. We also have this week's Beer in Review with Mama Kim. She'll be coming straight out of the hood of Lowell, Massachusetts. We'll be talking about Navigation Brewing, one of our favorite spots to go to. Right, Kim?
1: Yep. <laughs> we, we, we frequent it often. We, we certainly have the, um, the expertise by, by frequenting it and drinking their beer, so we're excited to talk about that tonight.
0: We absolutely have the expertise for that. There's no doubt about it. We've had quite a few brews. Pete, you're familiar with Navigation, right? Uh, I am. I am,
2: and... Uh... Little fun, fun trivia fact for you. Um, uh, Wave Radio Boston was almost in the mills where navigation was. Oh. We actually looked at the uh Wits at uh, Luther's uh space, um, but uh, that was before we we saw this space, and well, the rest was history.
0: <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> That's
1: right. Your liver probably likes you a little more here if you were right to navigation. <laughs> that that was
0: my fear, to be honest. Because <laughs> we're sure PJ probably would have put a tap line right through the wall <laughs> yeah. for you, no problem. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, so we will be back in a second. We're going to talk to Craig and Christine Faulkner out of Warp and Weft, and uh, we'll be right back here on Hell Holly's Rocket Food Review on Wave Radio Boston. La, la, la,
3: la blue The same deal yeah, if you Your grills must a white.
4: you
3: start drinking heavily it's the best local station
0: on Wave Radio Boston here at How Hard is Rockin' Food Review. Our first guest this evening is a double whammy for us because both of these people are musicians and restaurant tours from the amazing restaurant and music venue on Market Street in downtown Lowell. We have Craig and Christine Faulkner of Warp and Weft. You guys there?
1: Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi, guys, welcome. Thank
5: you. Thanks for
1: having us. Yeah, thanks. Hold on, we're just having a little technical difficulties here. I think just trying to get the sound up a little bit. Give us a second.
0: Oh, how about that? You hear us?
6: We can hear you. Yeah, you hear us. us?
0: Oh, awesome. That's better. There we go. How are you guys doing out there?
5: Hanging in. How are you guys?
0: We're hanging in there. I know it's not the same as usual. I mean, I haven't seen you guys' faces in a while. But it's good to hear your voices.
7: (laughs) Seriously. It's been crazy.
0: It has. So, we want to welcome you guys, and thank you for coming on the show tonight. So, uh, let's start with the talented and good-looking one. Uh, Craig. No, I'm just kidding. Christine. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I know we know about you and stuff like that, but let the listeners know.
5: Oh, I mean... What do you want to know? <laughs>
0: Shoe size, social security number, credit cards, birthday.
6: What's
0: that? <laughs> Just give us a little bit about your background, Christine.
5: Oh, sure. So um, I am uh, born and raised in Southern New Hampshire. So I wasn't uh, super familiar with Lowell, but I'm from New England. Um, I, you know, I started off my. Uh, musical career I guess doing theater I went to college for theater and pursued musical theater several years after college Um, and then got into a band with my husband and some other awesome musicians and we did some gigs um, as a general business band for a couple years and uh, yeah now I work in a restaurant
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but, but Kim always likes to say what's your favorite part about Christine working in a restaurant
1: she goes from dropping cocktails at a table to whizzing around like she went through a telephone booth and jumping on stage to perform it's it's a lot it's a it's a lot of fun and for those who may have not seen it before like a lot of regulars expect it but for those who are seeing it for the first time are like what the heck she just dropped my beer and now she's like headlining up on stage it's pretty fun <laughs>
5: It's definitely a huge perk of uh, working in a restaurant that also, you know, doubles as a music venue,
0: so. Yeah, so you go from dropping drinks to dropping beats. It's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) DJ, MC, Christine. (laughs) (laughs) Craig, you still there? Yeah. All right, let's hear about you. We know you're pretty exciting. Come on.
7: (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. Uh, um, I was born and raised in Billerica. I wasn't born there. I actually grew up up in Billerica, but spent most of my time actually in Lowell. Uh, And then took off for a little while, moved to New York City, ran a a theater for a long time. That's where Christine and I met. And then uh, when I decided that theater was consuming too much of my life, I decided to resign from theater and open a restaurant.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good move. Good move, man. (laughs) If you had known now what you knew then... (laughs)
7: Oh no I, I I knew that is absolute sarcasm there. Um, <laughs> you know it for me, it's actually a very similar thing. Um, you know the running a theater and running a restaurant is or running a non nonprofit theater and running a restaurant is a very similar thing in that every single penny really matters, and no matter how little you may have your customers or your audience can never know they have to have top-notch experience every time they're with you.
0: That's a great point. So. And also, the other point you made was uh, profitability is about the same as theater too, right?
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We used to joke around, you know, for when you know because it was a non-profit theater. We said, we have no idea what we are, but we certainly know what we're not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, too, uh, that's one of the things I said. So I've ran restaurants a long time, and uh, as well as doing theater and music and the same type of thing. And I've always said to my servers and my cooks, I mean, you know, when you walk in that door, you're on stage. Um, it's, it's, a lot of it is acting. I mean, you can't bring your outside stuff with you at work. It affects the business. It affects the customer satisfaction. You know how it works. So, yeah, theater and, right. and yeah. restaurants are totally the same type of a deal.
7: Yep. Yeah, I actually think, I think that plays a huge part in Christine's success, honestly, is she was, you know, a very skilled actress, and she gets to use those skills every night. Um, you know. Because I'm sure we all know that some customers are, are more difficult than others.
0: Oh, yeah. We actually um, think that she likes you. That's how good of an actress she is. <laughs> I do like you guys. No, Craig, not us. We know you like us.
5: Before I went into working at the restaurant, um, I had never worked in the service industry before. Um, and I was coming from just a normal nine to five job stuck behind a desk all day. And I kind of didn't realize how much I missed being in front of people, even if it's just, you know, as a server, but it, yeah, it really is. Um, it's a, it's a good acting job. It's, some a per- it's
0: a performance. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's a performance You're every night. On a show. So let me ask you guys, if you can answer it. I don't know who wants to answer this, or if you both want to answer how you want to answer it, but, um, uh, being a fairly new establishment, uh, and You guys have been quite successful. Uh, obviously, like you said, I got to experience and witness all of it, uh, whether it's eating or playing there, but it's an amazing music venue as well as a food venue. And uh, What do you attribute the success to thus far? I mean, obviously outside of the crazy COVID times, because we can't really measure anything through this, but what do you think uh, has been your successful key? Um, that's a good question. I
7: think that um I think that our availability, how hands-on we are, that you know if you if you come into our restaurant, it's a family-owned restaurant and you know we are uh, we try and we work very hard to make sure that everyone has um, a really good experience there and feel sort of at home. Um, I think that's part of it. I think the other thing is in in terms of a music venue is that, I think you said this at the beginning that we're all musicians, so our business model for a restaurant developed out of our desire to have a music venue in Lowell. Um, so we came at it from a very different angle, um, you know. And I think again, our experience in theater, we understand the importance of of people enjoying themselves. You know, I mean, it's too, it's too easy to. To go into a restaurant, and you know, you get your you get your seat, and you get your food and your drinks, and then you know, they're they're really just trying to turn that table. Our intention uh, was always to give people a, a place to land and have a really good community social uh, experience. You know, for all the way down to. We, you know, when we went into the place, there were nine TVs, and the first thing we did is remove every TV so people would actually have conversations with each other.
0: Yeah, that was the best thing. Um,
7: yeah, I mean, honestly, that was my brother's idea, and I thought he was out of his mind. No,
0: it was funny uh, that you say that, because I remember coming in there, um, I think it was Folk Fest week, and you kind of did like a, a raw opening just to, right? Yep. Am I right? Yep. And I remember yep. the stage. And I remember looking up at the system that was being put in, the uh, soundproof board, and I said, these guys, obviously, I've known your brother, and I don't think I really knew you as much as your brother, obviously, but I said, they're obvious musicians, because they're doing it right. They're putting a good sound system in, you know, a stage, the sound level's right. I love playing there, because the stage sound is so clear, and out front, it's not blowing your ears off. You can sit and have dinner and listen to a five, six-piece band and not even know it's that loud
7: right, so uh you know the the sound system actually we uh that was the sound system from our band for for Christine and I, our band um and it is truly state of the art, really great gear because we wanted to make sure that we sounded good when we were playing, and then you know we knew that when we took on this venture, our performance days were going to be very, very few, and if if any mostly would be in this venue so there was no reason to not transfer our entire sound system into the into our new music venue
0: oh it makes perfect sense and I mean you know it's good because it makes me sound good
7: (laughs) 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 yeah it makes you look good too that's the weird part
0: (laughs) (laughs) you always think I look good knock it off don't play shy now (laughs) we're going to take a quick break you guys want to hang around a little bit we're going to come back and talk to you and uh, talk a little bit more about Warp and Weft in the future and see where it holds is that cool?
7: Yeah, we'll stick
0: around. All right, we'll talk to you in a bit. That's uh, Craig and Christine Focta from Warp and Weft and Love. We'll be right back here on Wave Radio Boston. How Holly's Rock and Food Review. Each
8: night. Just about sunset, I watch you passing my door. It's all I can do not to run to you, but I don't want to cry. When there is moonlight The same old moon I knew before It's all I can do Not to run to you But I don't want to cry anymore all that I've known about happiness I found just being with you then I would find myself losing my mind over some careless thing you would do And I forget you. I know so well what is in store. A moment or two up in the clouds with you, then back where I was before. No, I don't want to cry anymore All that I've known about happiness I found just being was some careless thing you would do oh why can't i forget you i know so well what is in store a moment. Up in the clouds with you, then back where I was before. No, I don't want to cry anymore.
9: Call us at six one seven eight two nine WAB. Or shoot us a text at 617-764-W-A-V-E. I will text you.
10: You never should have told me that you love me and you really did me.
1: Wave Radio Boston is available 24 hours a day and 7 days a week. We'll stream this show and past ones. Just go to the Listen link on our webpage, wrbrocks.com. Don't forget that if you missed the beginning of the show, you can always catch it on our streaming replays. Or if you prefer to do the podcast thing, hit our podcast links also found on the Listen link or download the Anchor FM app and search for the Wave Radio Boston.
0: Thank you. That's Mama Kim right there. We are back at Hell Hall's Rockin' Food Review. We are here every Tuesday night from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock for your listening enjoyment. We want to welcome back Craig and Christine Faulkner of Warp and Weft, which is in the lovely downtown Lowell on Market Street. You guys there?
7: Yep. Yeah, we're here.
0: Awesome. Thanks for hanging in, guys. Really appreciate it. Um, like I said, we miss seeing you, but uh, I guess this will do for now, right? <laughs>
7: Make the best of it. Hey Kim, you have a kick-ass radio
1: voice. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I have a kick-ass radio face. My my ra- <laughs> my ra- my radio production class I took at Middlesex must be paying off from about 15 years ago.
0: <laughs>
7: yeah, good. Yeah. Hey, we Paul wanted to.
1: So um, I'm sorry.
7: I said, Paul, don't be so hard on
1: yourself. <laughs> We wanted to um, talk to you guys a little bit more about the food because we know that's the direction that you guys are leaning towards now, correct? Especially with not being able to be in in the bar in the restaurant.
7: Yeah, yeah, it's sort of interesting. Um, you know, uh, our our business model is, you know, like I said, it's a it's a social experience and. It obviously cannot be that now, um, you know, so what we really have always tried to focus on is, you know, the, the, the food, the, the the specialty cocktails, the music, and now uh, really having to focus on the food and, and kind of the food alone. You know, you, you know, even though the, the state is uh, graciously allowing us to do, you know, alcohol to go, we don't actually sell a lot of it. Um, we sell a majority of food and you know, because of the type of business that we have or we had, let's hope that we get it back. Um, we didn't really have any takeout business at all. You know, the, you, you were coming to warp and weft for an experience, not, you know, specifically for the food. Mm-hmm. So, and you can't really recreate that experience at home. So we had to start this business from ground zero back in March. Um, And, you know, fortunately, we've been able to do it in a way that makes us enough money to to just barely squeak by. Um, But, you know, what our hope is, is that we can hang in there long enough for us to get on the other side of this pandemic and then, you know, really hit the ground running and throw a huge party to, you know, welcome the world back to, you know, something that feels normal.
0: Oh, I mean... I was saying this last uh, show we were on with uh, Ariel Strusser, um, which you know well. Um, we were talking to her, and you know, the two biggest hits right now are obviously restaurants and entertainment. Um, we all feel it, obviously musicians and, and food and beverage people. So yeah, right, yeah, we're both. Yeah, right. <laughs> so double whammy, exactly. So my thing was like I was telling her, I said, hopefully when we do come out of this, which there's a vaccine now and hopefully this stuff will start to subside a little bit. Um, I'm hoping it's a rebirth for live music and restaurants uh, because we all know Yeah, I hope
6: so.
0: Yeah, it's kind of taken a hit in the last years, you know, uh, especially live music.
7: Yeah. Um, I think Ari is a a killer singer-songwriter. You know, we love Ari. We we love her music but we also really love Ari and, um, I don't know if, if this came up at all, you know, on your last show but we're in a band with her. Um, and my hope is that when we get to the other side of this, our first, you know, big party back, we'll be able to have you know our band play and you know really be able to celebrate the reopening of of you know what we knew War and Weft to be.
1: We're rooting for you. Yeah.
2: And it, it, it is you. you mentioned you know the the whole party aspect and and, and things. You know, if history is any guide, right, last time this happened, Spanish flu, 1918, what immediately followed that? The Roaring Twenties. And then
0: Prohibition. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. we know we won't
2: make, make that mistake again. But, but we had the Roaring Twenties. So let's, let's hope for uh, some more Roaring Twenties uh, coming up
0: soon. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah.
1: And in the meantime, do you want to let everybody know a little bit about the food that you do offer? What kind of cuisine, what people can, you know, seek out when they're ordering some takeout from you?
5: Yeah, definitely. So we are uh, focused now on like really good pub food. So we have lots of great sandwiches. We got a really good burger, uh, you know, tons of apps, flatbreads, like really easy, fun. Like, you know, everyone can find something on our menu that they'll enjoy. Um, and we're doing pretty limited hours right now. So we're just Thursday, Friday and Saturday night from 5 to 830. And uh, we're, like Craig said, we're doing um, alcohol to go. If you order food and come pick it up, you can grab a beer, a bottle of wine, a cocktail and take it home with you. Um, and then we also have a couple of delivery services we're using. And all of that can, uh, if you log on to our website, warplowell.com, you can uh, find the full menu and options for pickup and delivery.
1: Awesome. I do think that's one of the best things that the, you know, very blue state of Massachusetts did through all this was allowed, you know, the the full service restaurants to be able to sell the alcohol that they had on hand, especially when they first shut things down. And all of a sudden, you guys know you have all these pegs that are tapped and with with nowhere to to sell it or nowhere to serve it, so I think that it, I mean it, 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 having the one stop shop is also a, a nice little um, perk, you know, being able to pick up dinner and a bottle of wine, not having to go to two stores. So uh, hopefully that's been yeah. you know a, a little bit of success for you guys in all of it. So I was
0: kind of thinking,
5: yeah,
0: I was hoping that, that maybe. We, oh, go ahead. I was saying, like Craig had said
5: before, we are definitely. Uh, a restaurant that has a really strong sense of community. So I'm still seeing the familiar faces come in and, you know, their order comes in and I'm, you know, not surprised by the beer they ordered or the cocktail they ordered. So people are definitely still, you know, being super supportive. And it's it's been really nice, even through all the hard hardships that we've gone through, that people are still coming in and ordering their and cocktails and it's, it's nice to see friendly faces even if they're masked and even just for them to pick up a bag and bring it out the door. Yeah
0: I, mean- I
7: also I, I w- want to recognize something that you know I read a lot about is that you know the governor is destroying the restaurant industry by not allowing the number you know like by really dictating the numbers of people that can be in restaurants and that I, I can't speak to whether or not that's true but you know I'm going to tell you from our perspective that we didn't have enough customers coming in to even meet the capacity that the governor was allowing because people are afraid right now so you know the I think the governor gets a bad rap for you know creating restrictions that even if those restrictions weren't there I'm not confident that people would actually be comfortable sitting indoors right now dining you know we were doing okay when we were outside Um, And, you know, the state and the city really went above and beyond to help the restaurant industry try and, you know, survive as best as they could, um, you know, given the circumstances. But what was happening is that people were just not coming out because they're afraid. So, you know, that sort of put us in a position where we had to make the decision, do we want to continue to bleed out um, or Let's try, let's try and change our business model for the next few months so that we are in this for the long game and, and we're not going to end up going out of business because we wanted to dig our heels in and prove a point.
0: Um, yeah, and you make a great point because, uh, you know, we had Scott Plath from Cobblestones on here last show, and he kind of was with you on the same lines. I mean, you can't force people, because you're open and the governor, blah, 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 but you can't force people to sit inside if they don't want to sit inside. And they had the right, right. And, and I understand that there's no reason why people should feel that way, right um, and like you said, your business model is not a giant place, so it it could be crowded, correct
7: yeah, I mean uh, yeah I mean there we definitely you know when we when we uh when it was started to get cold and we were losing our outdoor seating and it was only indoors, um, we did have you know nights occasionally where we were at capacity um, you know based on the guidelines but the majority of the time we were not so I think the you know the, 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 the larger point that I'm really trying to make is that the state and the city have really worked very very hard to try and help they they haven't really gotten it right in, in a lot of ways but whether or not they've made decisions that, have had a negative impact on the restaurant industry. I don't know if the negative impact has as much to do with policy as it has to do with with science and people's fear. And uh, we really need to stop making this a political matter and just start dealing with the science and let people let people express themselves the way they need to. And what, let's get this vaccine out and let's get people you know safe so that we can go back to being uh, you know a, a, a social community where we can all just have a great time and, and drink and laugh and love together again and and you know it's just it it's it's frustrating how long this has gone on because of finger pointing and and ignorance honestly
0: oh and i agree um you know there's no script for this there was never this was never known to happen to anybody that we knew or since 1918 right. but mm-hmm. in 1918 they didn't know what to do they just went through it right i mean yeah. it they messed up
2: out. they messed up then too
0: yeah but i mean they worked itself out there was no vaccine it kind right. of worked itself out but mm-hmm. we don't want to do that cuz i mean god like <clears throat> The depression, right you now.
1: Well, I've always said through this, too, is I'm glad I'm not the one that needs to make the decisions because mm-hmm. there really is, right. you're not going to please the masses. Mm-hmm. There's just no way. It, it, and anything that has to do with COVID right now, specifically when it has to do with people's businesses and livelihoods, but also lives at stake, right? So it, yeah. it, it, it is a little refreshing to hear um, somebody on your side as a, as a small business owner, mm-hmm. restaurateur, sure. um, and entertainer understand it a little bit more. And I, I couldn't agree with you more actually on it because I, I do think that we, we need to think about our, our fellow humans, our fellow family and friends and stuff first. And it, with the vaccine on the horizon, I think Mm -hmm. that it's definitely giving us a little bit of hope. Like you say, you're, you're resilient. You can hopefully change your business model to get through it. Um, some may not, and it, it's very unfortunate. But you know, being hopeful for the light on the end of the tunnel and being able to get back to the way we were um, is, you know, the hope I think that we need right now. So it's nice to hear.
0: And I think we have a lot more hope right now than we did for sure in March, April, or May of last year, not oh, for knowing sure. anything was what the hell was going on. Yep. You know, we have some yeah, light right now.
7: You know, yeah, I think that's the other thing that makes this, you know, a little bit confusing. So just, you know, imagine no one has experienced this right so we're all in this it's new for all of us including the experts the experts they they know you know they they have experience with the the history of viruses and the potential of pandemics but we're all we're all learning things for the first time so when we are hypercritical because this week they said you know like here's a perfect example when we first opened for takeout there was a discussion internally as to whether or not we should wear masks and i was uh, vehemently opposed to us wearing masks because at the time, the only people that were wearing masks were people that were sick. And I didn't want for people to come into our restaurant and immediately assume that we were sick. So I, you know, and, and at the time, the CDC was also saying, you don't need to wear masks. And then they came out and they said, you have to wear masks. So we changed our, you know, and we went along with that. But we constantly, and I don't, when I say we, I don't mean, you know, us here speaking. But we constantly criticize the ever-changing, the the evolution of what we're learning through this pandemic without recognizing that that's how we learn. We learn, we make a mistake, we try and fix that mistake, and we move forward from that mistake, as opposed to let's just continue to make the same mistake over and over again because that's what I said I was going to do.
1: All right, so in closing, I think we should talk a little bit more about if Christine wants to just chime in and leave us with some closing on how to access the menu, where they can order, when they can pick up.
5: Yeah, absolutely. So our website is uh, com, and that'll take you to the full menu, beer menu, wine, cocktails, all that good stuff, uh, and then some options for pickup and delivery services. For right now, we're open Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights from 5 to 8.30. Um, We will be closed for the week of Christmas and the week of New Year's Eve because it falls on a Thursday, Friday this year.
0: Wait a minute. I was Um, there last year New Year's Eve. What happened? What are we going to do this year? (laughs) Uh,
5: I know. I remember us all yelling Happy New Year and feeling so excited if we only knew. (laughs) I know, right? Uh, Yeah, we do also have gift certificates available on our website that you can purchase online. Those make great stocking stuffers. Awesome. Uh, And yeah, those can be redeemed for pickup and delivery as well.
1: And then we'll all be looking forward to that big party once this all hits, like you were talking about, Ariel and Ken and you both. And who else is in the band too?
5: Uh, Ashley Osgood and her husband Tom and Paul
1: Ortolano. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I know we've seen you guys together a couple times before and, I know I, I know that you guys will, will uh throw a good party when this is all said and done.
5: We definitely know how to do that, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> just uh just one thing real quick uh before Paul lets you go. Um I'm wearing my uh warp and weft uh pandemic support team yeah. uh T shirt. And I, I was just curious as to um did you see um a good amount of uh support come from um those kind of non-traditional um, you know obviously not people checking in but some non-traditional support
7: yeah we really did
5: yeah we're, we we are seriously so lucky to be in the community that we're in everyone's been so supportive asking what they can do to help you know it, it's been it's been uh, very uplifting you know it's it's a, it's, a, it's an amazing community
0: that's good to hear yeah I mean I yeah I I love Lowell and I hear a lot of people say negative things about Lowell mm-hmm. and, but you know there's that there's a lot to love about Lowell and I said one day that like walking through Lowell was like sometimes being in the in a Christmas movie but, in my view <laughs> sure. but people don't see the same view as me you know it's like sure. it's a beautiful city and you're right people come together and they've always helped each other support each other and uh, I'm glad you guys know that and you can see it and, and speak for it too
7: yeah that's so that's so true paul. I think that I think you know sadly uh, Lowell has a bad rap because of Lowell's history, but it really isn't that anymore um you know it's such a it's such an amazing community and, and and honestly the way the community has rallied together to help each other through this these past nine months has just been at times a little overwhelming um it it's just it's it's an amazing community
1: it's so good to hear it is and
7: on and musicians in that community also because you know and in paul you know this that you know we while we were struggling to make ends meet uh, over the summer we were doing you know as much entertainment as we could within the, the the rules and you know the musicians weren't taking any money because they were they were trying to help us get through it i mean it's it's yeah. amazing the support the community has 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 for each other
0: we were for Dire Holiday. We were fortunate enough to play uh, one of those shows, and I could tell you, you know, it's funny because when you do it a lot, uh, and then something like this happens, and you get to do something like that uh, for good friends and, and just for your community, it it brings it back to a place that you haven't been in a long time. You know, appreciation and respect for what you do, rather than just going out and doing it. Uh, so it yeah. was it was very heartfelt. I mean, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. You know, it's in in playing originals and just working through it was great. It was a good time. The only thing I miss, you know, yeah. I'd love to pick up a cocktail, but I can't get an old-fashioned one I saying, hey, uh, Craig, give me an old-fashioned, and you, like, come <laughs> around my couch and give it to me. That'd be kind of weird, right?
7: <laughs> you know, I think you're making assumptions there that I wouldn't do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're on. That's it. That's it. Uh, well, I want to thank you guys for hanging out with us. This is uh, Craig and Christine Faulkner from Warp and Weft and Lowell downtown Lowell on Market Street. So please, please support your locals. Uh, these guys are great, and they've been hanging in there through this whole pandemic. We can't wait until this is over to get back to normal. And uh, who knows, maybe Dara Hall is going to have to have our album release party with the full band. Uh, what do you think?
1: Ooh, that'd be awesome. I, I would love
7: that. You know, I mean, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but Eddie and I go way, 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 way back. You're like, Eddie and I, you know, have oh, theater So you know. When <laughs> um, you know, it, it would be an honor to have you guys do your release
0: with us. We'd love to because it's a great venue for it, and uh, we know that that would be the place that everybody just feels comfortable coming to as well.
7: Yeah, maybe we'll do it on our opening weekend.
0: No, 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 that's you guys.
7: <laughs> no, maybe we'll do Friday night, give you guys the full Saturday night.
0: Oh, there we'll you go. It. I, I, I think it may be a Sunday.
7: Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, we'll throw a big old, old release party.
0: Exactly. Champagne, balloons, yeah, clowns. Good old
1: Sunday fun day.
2: <laughs> and maybe we could simulcast it
7: on oh, Wave Radio Boston. Oh, boy.
1: Looks like we
0: got a plan. You guys in?
7: <laughs> yeah, we're in.
0: All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, we will talk to you soon. And, uh, Craig, I can't wait for you to come around my couch and give me that old-fashioned.
7: <laughs> <laughs> right on. Guys, we really appreciate you having us.
5: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you guys so much. Be, care- be careful. Take care okay? Take
1: care. Okay, bye bye. Bye, guys.
0: Thank you. Bye. Thank you. All right. That was Craig and Christine Faulkner from Warp and Weft You're on Wave Radio Boston. I am Hal Holiday. This is Hal Holiday's Rocket Food Review with Mama Kim. We got guest Pete tonight with us. We'll be right back with the big Ben Hillman coming up. Talk to you, soon.
1: like our Facebook page at Wave Radio Boston Rocks. You'll get show announcements, polls, and maybe some behind-the-scenes content that you can't get anywhere else. You can even make song requests. Try that with any FM station. All this can be yours by liking Wave Radio Boston Rocks on Facebook. Join the real radio revolution and say F-U to F-M with Wave Radio Boston.
0: All right, that was Mama Kim right there. We are back at Hall Holidays Rock and Food Review on Tuesday nights, from six to eight every Tuesday night. We had just had Christine and Craig Foctor of Warp and Weft in Lowell. We want to thank them for being on tonight, and please support them. Uh, great restaurant, great music venue. We can't wait till it opens up again and we get back to normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you know this leads right into uh, a gentleman. That speaking of great musicians. This gentleman, uh, Mr. Ben Hillman, Big Ben Hillman, is uh, one hell of a musician. We're excited to have him as a music guest tonight. Uh, ben, you there? Yes, sir. How are you, my man?
6: I'm well. How are you?
0: We are fantastic. Man. I, uh, I'm so privileged and honored that you came on the show tonight. Uh, I, I love it. I just love oh. your stuff, man.
9: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. It's a real pleasure.
0: Yeah, I think the first time I ever seen you was uh, at the Back Page. And oh. uh, I had played a show somewhere. I forget where I was. And I got out early. And uh, you remember those late nights? <laughs> those late night shows?
1: Oh, R.I.P. Yeah. Back Page. <laughs>
0: <laughs> remember those shows, period? <laughs>
9: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, the Back Page was a great room, man. We always had a good time over there.
0: Yeah, you were cranking, man. I remember walking in and I didn't know who you were, and I saw it, and I was like, "Holy shit, who is this guy?" <laughs> and uh, Eddie and a couple of friends of mine knew who you were, and they're like, "That's Big Benny. I'm like, "No, that's amazing." <laughs> so I'm so glad that you're on tonight. Oh
9: yeah, well, thank you so much again for having me, man. This is this is great, I, and I love what you guys are doing, man. The show's really cool, and it's great that you're representing, you know, local music and local venues. And, all of that. It's fantastic.
0: Well, thank you, man. So I'm going to ask you a question, uh, because you are so diverse as well, but what, uh, what started you on your musical journey?
9: Um, well, let's see. Um, I mean, basically, you know, I grew up in a musical family, so there was always music around and it said, was almost kind of, uh, <laughs> like I had no choice. I just had to kind of get sucked into it. And, um, you know, I think when I was around, uh, you know, maybe junior high school, I I was kind of into art and drawing, and I still do a little bit of art, but uh, along the way, I, I heard a, a Beatles record. I think it was like a Hard Day's Night or something, and that was it. I was like, I have to be, I have to do this. I have to do what these guys do, so. <laughs>
0: is that that Monkeys <laughs> that cover it. band? <laughs> 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 yes, exactly, <That> <laughs> Well, that's not a bad uh, way to start. I know so many people that um, started with the Beatles. I mean, it's... Oh, (laughs) yeah. You know? Elvis is one of my first things I remember listening to was just like Elvis and the the get-up and the gear and uh, the the stageman. Mm -hmm. It was just like, wow, I want to be that guy, just not 1977. You know, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not the peanut
2: butter and banana <laughs> sandwich. Uh, no, that's
0: okay, just not the suit afterwards. Yeah, yeah.
2: or the or the uh, heart attack on the toilet afterwards.
0: Oh. Yeah, like I was gonna say, don't forget the bacon too.
1: You gotta put the oh, bacon, oh, right? yeah, yeah. The bacon you on there too. An yeah. extra, extra butter. <laughs> yeah, those uh, those tight you know, sequin suits were definitely getting tight around that time, huh?
9: I got to tell you something. I I've been doing this this. Little side project. I mean, you know, I'm the king of side projects, but I've been doing these video productions. It's for like this private company, but each month I do a video about a different musician and their story. And this month I did one about Elvis. And I'll tell you what, man, i studying and researching. I've got a new appreciation for Elvis. I really, I really dug into it, and I really felt connected with with the king. Man.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm a- more than I perhaps. I am a I am a giant Elvis fan. Um always have been and uh yeah. His story is fascinating. I don't, I think people just look too much into the uh the drug thing and the in the excess life and not the heart and soul of the man that he was, you know. He he was yeah. a freedom fighter and, and he he was about equality and, you know, all that stuff that no one really talks about.
1: I think you and Paul could probably yeah. have a whole segment, a whole show with all of your Elvis knowledge, just based <laughs> off what you said and what I know Paul knows about Elvis, that could be a whole show. <laughs> he, st-
0: yeah, he stole hey, from wow. the best.
6: Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, <laughs>
0: Just because he has a size nine and a half shoe, knock it off, Pete, will you? <laughs>
9: <laughs>
0: so, Ben, where are you from originally?
9: Uh, I never know how to answer this question. <laughs> um, I, was, I was born in Boston, or technically Melrose, but, you know. To the rest of the world, that's Boston. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I grew up basically in and around the Lowell area. Um, you know, we moved around a lot as a kid. Um, and, uh, yeah, for a little while, I kind of did the Philly thing and the New York thing, and I was bouncing around down that way. And then maybe about six, seven years ago, I found my way back to the Boston area. And here I am.
0: <laughs> so... I'm going to say that the Philly thing kind of put you on the soul map a little bit more.
9: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the soul thing that was always my bag. Um, you know, I mean, in addition to being a Beatles head, I one of my first records I ever heard when I was really young was uh, Stevie Wonder' "Inner Vision," so oh. that kind mm-hmm. of set the tone for me as much as uh, as much as anything else. But um, but yeah, I mean the Philly thing was cool. I got to kind of dig on the neo soul scene down there a little bit, and um, but actually I I had, I spent a i spent a little time in Philly, and I spent a lot of time in in New York and Manhattan and up in Harlem and you know just kind of just just trying to get a get a feel for everything out there, you know, just trying to you know branch out and and uh, play as many venues as I could and. You know, that's a younger man's game. I had fun for a while, you
0: know. Yeah, man, I mean, it, but that that just goes to show you, it proves it through your music, you know. Um, I'm a huge Motown fan, but I'm actually a giant Philly soul fan. Philly soul, you know, man. My, I'm oh. about Philly soul and, and Chicago blues. And, oh. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I, I truly dig your stuff. And I also, uh, so I'm going to ask you, uh, the first two songs I'm going to play is uh, Do You See What I See? No, it's not the Christmas song, people. <laughs> oh, and come the sec- on. No, I know, but I just want people not to get confused. And the second one is Friday Night. So tell us about these two songs, Ben.
9: Okay, so Do You See What I See is actually my, one of my more recent songs. I just put that out last spring, and... Um, you know, I, at this point, I don't. I probably don't have to go into it, but the whole shutdown thing that happened last March, it, it just hit it really hard. You know, all of a sudden, you know, I, I went from having tons of work to just being stuck at home in front of the television looking at the news. And, you know, with all the craziness that's been going on, really, I mean, and it's hard to even wrap your head around it because it's been so many things. But I, I just, it's like... I felt like I needed to connect with the outside world and just be like, Hey, do you, do you see what I see? Do you see what's going on? Do you, you know, are you, am I going insane or is this really happening? Um, So that was kind of that project. And, um, you know, I I made a video for it and, um, you know, put together an, an album to go with it as well. But, but the single was, you know, was really meaningful for me uh, at the time. Um, pretty pretty cathartic. Yeah, I mean, um, I, ju- I, I
0: just mean, did a whole uh, album on uh, on basically half an album based on a lot of the pandemic feelings and, and how it changed your life, period. Um, kind of brings up stuff that you didn't want to remember, brings up stuff you want to remember. And yeah. we did a bunch of tunes, me and Eddie and Dyer Holiday, and uh, I could totally feel what you're saying. The second thing I love about this pandemic, it's not. I can't even say I love the pandemic, but oh, that's a weird take. <laughs> no, but it is a weird take. But I'm telling you right now, this the music movement coming out of this pandemic mm-hmm. is going to be something we haven't seen in probably 30 years. You know, I, yeah, that's I agree. my opinion. Uh,
2: my, what I'm interested in is it, is it going to be is the music going to be more thoughtful or is it going to be you know more emotional, whether it be angry or happy?
0: I think it's going to be angry, sad, happy. Yeah. I mean, the emotions I've, are going to be to 10. Yeah, I mean, I've I've experienced. Some of the best things through this pandemic, uh and some of the worst things, you know. Uh but you're gonna take the good, the bad and that makes it strong, right, Ben?
9: Yeah, yeah, I I agree. And I you know, I've I said, you know, at the time when I put this single out, it's like, you know, I, I've 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 never always kind of shied away from getting too political or too preachy with my with my music and my lyrics specifically. But, you know, I just I think the time and place that we're in now, it's like, how can you not? Like it, it's going to affect you in some kind of a way, and you, and you have to react to it. So I think that, yeah, there's, there's always been good artistry, and there's always been you know, really you know, provocative voices and introspective viewpoints, but I think now the way the world is, it's like people want to see that more. They're not going to tune it out as easily as maybe they could when everybody was, you know, happy-go-lucky. So it'll be interesting to see how, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's
0: in your face well, 24-7 right. uh, with the media. So yeah, yeah. if we could put it in their faces and their ears with a little bit more positive twist, you know, rather than just listening to news all day, you know, it right. let people feel it rather than just watching it and be angry, you know.
9: That's right. That's right. Yeah.
0: So how about Friday night? Right. Not this Friday, but the one that you wrote. Friday mean,
9: night. Yeah, Friday night. So that that's uh, that's just a good old party jam. Um, I I did that one. That was the lead single from my album called the Friday Night Consortium that I put out back in 2015. I can't believe it's been that long now, but uh, yeah, that's uh, you know one of my one of the staples in my live sets too. I always always bust that one out, and it goes over pretty well. So that's just a good fun one.
0: Awesome, man. So we're going to play those two tunes right now. Do You See What I See? in Friday Night by Big Ben Hillman. Ben, we'll be right back with you on hold for us. Sounds good. All right, brother. We'll be right back. This is Big Ben Hillman on Wave Radio Boston, the Hell Holidays Rock and Food Review. station in the world in the world is right here right now hey folks we want to
10: hear from you reach out on Facebook and Twitter at Wave Radio Boston
1: want to hear your original music on wave radio boston email us at media at wave radio with a song or two and tell us a little bit about you we'll get back to you about profiling your music and upcoming gigs join the real radio revolution and say f you to fm with wave radio boston
0: all right welcome back to tuesday nights with Hal Hall's is rock and food review that was mama kim right there we got pete to my left Howdy, howdy! With this warp and weft shirt, looking good because yes. we had them on earlier. Thank you, thank you. If
1: we only did... we had an old fashioned from warped and a burger too. <laughs> oh, That'd be great. Oh, come on, oh, stop gosh. it! I'm
0: starving right <laughs> now. <laughs> Speaking of starving, that was amazing. By the way, we have uh, Big Ben Hill on the line. That was. Do you see what I see in Friday night? Ben, you there? Yes, yes. Man, that was awesome. We, we were just oh. jamming. We were all in the <laughs> yeah, jamming, We right? liked
1: that funky Friday.
9: Right on. Yeah, that's 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 the Friday night jam, you know. We'll dedicate that to all the uh, people who come out and, and catch us on a Friday night back when we used to play on Friday nights,
0: you know. <laughs> no, Yeah, right, and play any night, exactly. <laughs> so, Ben, I know, uh, give me a little intro on the uh, the words and the songs, the arrangements. Like, did you produce the whole album, the whole track on both of those? Did you play multiple instruments? Yes.
9: Yeah. Um, so Friday night is actually all me. There's all, Ooh. I did all the drum programming and all the, uh, all the synths and background vocals, everything on, um, do you see what I see? I had my band actually playing on that one, which believe it or not, it's actually the first time that I've had my band kind of playing all together, which is funny because we did it, you know, kind of like. Zoom style like, mm. like quarantine style Where mm-hmm. everybody kind of Did their own separate tracks Yep um, But That's what it took For us to finally Get together And make a record As a band So I'm like Okay yeah Let's
0: do it so. Well it's funny You say that Because uh, me and Eddie Started working on Dire Holidays album two About a year and a half Almost two years ago And had about mm. Half it completed We finished We finished a whole album By the wow. time June came From March to June So yeah, yeah A quarantine helps yep. A little bit right mm-hmm. Had the time yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you know awesome. you're not doing much. You're sitting at home, so you have the chance to do it. You do it, right?
9: And you got to be creative, man. Like you know, especially if you're a creative person. It's like otherwise, yeah, you just kind of you just kind of lose it.
0: <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah. man. It, this has been uh, this has been something for any musician, artist uh, of any kind to sit and not have an outlet is hard, and I'm sure you understand that. So. Yeah. To write, yeah. to do whatever you're going to do to get through this is the, is the best thing to do. And this is probably what's, what's helping everybody get through it, right?
9: Yeah, I, I mean, I'd say that even for somebody, if you don't consider yourself necessarily to be a musician or an artist, I mean, just the act of doing something creative, you know, whether it's, you know, scrapbooking or, you know, uh, writing in a journal or something, yeah, you got to have some kind of an outlet.
2: And you mentioned, uh, you doing, um, uh, the, uh, the first song with your band, uh, uh, do you see what I see? Um, there's a lot going on in that song. Uh, how, how many people in the band?
9: Um, there's just four of us, Ooh. So, you know, <laughs> the guitar, the guitar player, you know, double tracked his guitar and the drummer played and uh bass player did his thing. And then, I did the keyboards, which includes all the, like, orchestral
2: arrangements and stuff in the background. Nice. Very cool. Sounds awesome.
0: Well...
1: You you learned something from um, those Beatles albums then, (laughs) just the four of you.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. (laughs) Um, You know,
9: Beatles, Stevie Wonder, Earth, Wind & Fire, Quincy Jones. I mean, I dug in deep, you know, to all that stuff, and it all kind of washes out in my influences, you know what I mean?
0: Well, that's good because you just answered my next question: who your influences were. But that <laughs> so yeah, well, you just nailed it right there, I mean, man.
9: That's the, short, that, that's, that's the short list. I could I could go on, of course, but uh, yeah, you know, those are those. Are, and you know, I mean, I was a, I got into jazz, uh, you know, as a as a young teenager too. You know, I started listening to uh, Eric Eric in the evening on uh, WGBH and getting into miles Davis and John Coltrane and herbie Hancock and, oh man yeah you know
0: all it, it all resonates too players, it, it, it all resonates Korea. in your stuff
2: yeah you can hear you oh, can definitely. hear you can hear that influence for sure absolutely you can
9: oh thank you, man. oh and you you were mentioning earlier about Philly soul I mean yeah I, I absolutely like delphonics and stylistic no nah, now man, you're talking baby guys magic yeah that's that's all part of, I mean all that falsetto harmony and stuff that I do—that that's where that comes from, you know, for and, sure. And
0: I'm gonna—I'm gonna mention this group, and i am gonna—I'm gonna take a gamble. I'm gonna mention this group, <laughs> and I'm gonna guarantee that it had some kind of influence on you. Only, and I don't know you from a hole in the wall when it comes to this, right? This is true, right, Ben? Yeah. Okay. You can't tell me that the Beach Boys weren't an influence for, for harmonies and stuff.
9: Beach Boys are dope, man. Beach Boys <laughs> are great. I mean. It's- no, seriously, like, you know, and like, I dig on some of those records, like, you know, they did like, um, Pet Sounds, and what was that one that they did, it was kind of, um, it was, I think it was kind of an unreleased one, and then they released, they re-released it or something, um, I don't know, yeah, sometimes I'll dig into those records, even the singles that they would play on the air, on the radio and stuff, um, and yeah, the, the production and the arrangements are just incredible.
2: So you like Brian Johnson, uh, Brian Wilson, and and the cutting crew then, because none of the Beach Boys actually played yeah. on the albums, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the,
0: the wrecking crew. The, the wrecking, wrecking crew. crew. Yeah, I always crew. do
2: that. The wrecking That's crew. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, That's yeah. a fantastic documentary if you can find it on oh, Netflix, Netflix. By I've the way, I've seen it. Oh, it's awesome.
0: <laughs> I fell asleep to it many times. <laughs> uh, so, you said who your influences were? Um, yeah. And obviously, I, I always want to know what people inspired them to write, but we know right now, I mean, with the way it is, there's no more inspiration than what's going on in the world right now to write. So Mm. you do play, you play keyboards, right?
9: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Is there anything else that you play?
9: Oh yeah. Well, I I actually, I started out as a drummer and, uh, I played drums for a, a long time. That was my principal instrument. And, um, You know, as I got more into songwriting and composing and stuff, I just sort of naturally gravitated towards the piano. And uh, as time went on, you know, before long, it's like I I started getting more and more piano gigs, and nobody ever called me to play drums, so (laughs) I just sort of became a piano. Um, and I mess around with some guitar, too, like I put you know sometimes I'll write on guitar or I'll put some guitar tracks down uh i don't I definitely don't consider myself to be a guitarist but but I can play a little yeah
0: cool, you have that John Lennon, you put an instrument in my hand, and I'll make a sound out of it
9: yeah, yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah, all right, here's a question and I, I asked. You
0: know, go ahead oh go ahead no, go ahead, no,
9: I was just thinking you know the, i like, I get into doing the 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 vocal harmonies and stuff too. So all my tracks, I'll uh, I'll do you know the background vocal harmonies and you know I get really get into the arrangement of that too. So
0: that's fantastic. Well, it definitely shows too. Um, so I'm going to ask you this: so you play drums, you play piano, a little bit of guitar. This is my my question to all musicians because I always think about what I would have done. What instrument do you not play that you would love to learn or would like to learn? Boom. I knew it. <laughs> it had to be that. It had to be that, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, what is, what is oh, more soulful because, than a sax? Because mine is piano, and I played sax for a little while, and I quit because I was getting picked on, which was the stupidest move I ever did in my life. That's pretty can't dumb. I can't believe I quit. That's right? pretty dumb. Right. But you know how it is when you're you know, 10, 11 years old? No, oh, yeah.
2: But I always Dude, say- I had a baritone. Sax? No, no, no. A baritone. Like the non marching tuba. <laughs> So don't tell me about getting picked on. They knew you couldn't march. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I did. I did. I didn't have the uh, the one two one two to march. So yeah, you can you can sit in the, in the back of the brass ensemble. And
0: <laughs> they, were like, they were like, exactly. They were like, put the linebacker in the back. <laughs> so yeah, it's funny you say that because. Uh, Piano has always been the one that I always said, man. I wish I would play mm. piano. Mm-hmm. And my mother says it too. And she's she's seventy eight years old. She had her birthday the other day, and she says, "Oh, I just wish I played piano." I'm like, "You can still learn." No, my fingers are too small. She's like four foot nine, four ten. Ah, right? yeah. My fingers are too small. My like, my the keys don't get any bigger. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, there's people smaller than you that played the piano. Trust yeah. me, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So here's a question for you. Um. Outside of your regular realm, which I don't know—I mean, you're—you, I'm—I'm the same way. I listen to everything, every type of genre, anything you can possibly imagine. I love music, period. What is an artist that no one would expect you to be listening to, cranking in your car, driving down the street, singing it out loud as loud as you can sing it? Who would it be? <laughs> uh,
9: hmm so I'm going against type. Um, it's hard to say, man. I mean, I—you know, yeah—I kind of. I'm 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 very uh, I'm very much in my niche. Like you know, like if I'm just chilling, and I want to just like relax and 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 zone out to some tunes. I mean, yeah, I'm just gonna put on some old school funk's and you know some Slime and Family Stone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, also you know, I I really got into hip hop for a good long while, and. I was even try- I was even kind of trying to be a hip hop artist for a little while too. I, I did a couple of rap records, going back at, you know, at least ten years. Did you have wind um, pants?
0: What's that? Did, did you have wind pants? <laughs> Paratrooper well, like, like, parachute pants? <laughs>
9: <laughs> no, I wasn't that. I wasn't that into it. <laughs> no, you
1: know, and, I, and he's probably not as old well, as you are. Yeah.
9: yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you all um, remember. Uh, and the unforgettables.
1: Yeah,
9: yeah. So you know, I was down with that whole crew for a good long while, and actually did a couple of couple of records with with Detention too. Mm. On uh, ah, contact, another contact. good local
1: mm-hmm. artist from yep. the DL. Yeah.
2: Yep. yeah,
9: yeah. Nine seven eight, baby.
2: <laughs> That's right. See, I, I lost that bet. I, I thought it was Dolly Parton all the way.
9: Ugh. No, I, I, you know what? I, I got say, I can't, I can't say I really get into too much country. I mean, I dig a little Johnny Cash, but that, that might be about it.
0: For yeah, country. for me, personally. But
2: well, you like Chris Christopherson since he was in the Wrecking Crew, right? So
0: I was thinking more no. like Barry
2: Manilow,
6: <laughs>
2: the man. You
9: know Barry, I, I, you know what, Barry Manilow? I get his tune stuck in my head sometimes. Boom. Like, randomly. <laughs> Like, I'll just be
0: chilling at, like, Copa, Copa. <laughs> of course. It's always that one. <laughs> no, mine's Winkin' in New England. Oh, yes. I'm yes. in New England. Yes. <laughs> Took you away. Sure. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so if COVID obviously has affected you in your career, uh, like everybody else. Yeah. So, you know, we're hoping this passes. <laughs> we can't ask for anything more than that, right? Is this, is, this, is this coming to it light the tunnel here?
9: Yeah, I mean, let's let's hope. I mean, you know, we're working on some bookings and stuff for the for the springtime and next year in the summer, and you know, with with the vaccine coming coming out now, like hopefully we'll we'll be looking good as far as the live music is concerned. But I tell you, I mean. This whole incident, and I, you know, again, I can only speak for me. I can't really speak for other musicians, but it really kind of gave me, uh, you know, a little bit of a wake-up call and something to think about. And it's like, you know, I really got to start thinking about other things that I can do besides just playing live, because you know, it, you, I, you know, you think like, well, live music—that's the one thing that they can't really take away until until it got took away. <laughs> right, right. It's like. It's, I got to really think about what else I can do, so that's why you know I've been kind of branching out getting some other things, doing some you know video stuff, and um you know I've been doing some blogging and I'm trying to get a um I'm actually trying to get a, a podcast thing together because uh you know i I used to do a bit of radio myself back in the day
2: well, if you're looking I, for if you're looking to take on a show, Ben, I'd be happy to discuss uh, a, another show with you here on wave radio Boston
9: Oh well, that sounds. Awesome, yeah, <laughs> I'm totally down to, to talk about that, sure, yeah. And yeah. then I can
0: be your I, I, guest I, yeah. and you can <laughs> act like you don't know me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Pete's the, the man with the plan week, over I here.
2: Yeah, no, uh, have, uh, uh, have, I'll have Paul uh, give you my, my contact info and uh, feel free to reach out and happy, happy to you uh, happy to sit down and chat.
0: So, Ben, we're going to go on to the next couple of tunes. Uh, we have Must Have Been the Music and Take Me Out mm-hmm. Tonight. Uh, tell us a little bit about both those tunes before we let you go.
9: Sure thing. Um, so, Must Have Been the Music, that's, um, if, I, if I can be presumptuous enough to say that I have a greatest hit, that's, that's got to be the one. <laughs> that song I wrote about 20 years ago when I, I was roommates with detention in Lowell. And uh, I wrote it on a little four track. And boy, have I gotten mileage out of that one. I play that one. It's usually the closer for all my live sets. And uh, we recorded that back when I was with a group called The Royal Family with uh, my man Natalya McGreary, a.k.a. Nefrock. So that's him you hear on the lead vocals on that one. And uh, Jeremy Parker from the Freelance Bishops and Organ and Orbit, he did the co-production with me. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what else. That's a long time ago when we recorded that. <laughs> one, but uh, and hey. then uh, the other side of the coin, the newest newest one is uh, "Take Me Out." That's actually a single that I'm dropping this Friday. I'm doing a, a soft release on that one, and then uh, Christmas. Day, it's going to go live on uh, Spotify and uh, Apple Music and all that stuff. Um, but I recorded that one with a side project I have, another side project called The Happiness, which is a little more rock-pop based, and um, it features a very talented uh, singer-guitar player named Jody Frawley. So that's who you'll hear on that record.
0: Very cool, I'm man. excited about
2: So is it safe yeah. to say that, that, that uh, for Take Me Out, this is a world premiere?
0: Uh, you know,
9: I, yeah. I, it certainly it's uh, hasn't been played on the radio yet. So
0: yeah. There you oh, wave radio, Boston. Boston.
1: <laughs> we have our first world premiere. <laughs> Woo-hoo! <And> very
0: nice. <laughs> pew, pew, pew,
1: pew, pew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Ben, we want to thank you for uh, hanging out with us tonight, man. And uh, it's been a real pleasure. Uh, me and Eddie have actually talked because uh, we're working on a second album right now, and we both have talked. Uh, quite a bit about having you in there uh, on this next album, so I hope uh, that's something you're down for.
9: Give me a call, man. Yeah.
0: I got your number. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so this is, uh, we're going to let you go now, Ben. This is must have been the music in Take Me Out Tonight by Big Ben Hillman. Ben, thank you so much, man. Happy holidays. Thank and uh you. Talk to you soon. Thanks, man.
1: Uh,
9: thank, guys. Happy holidays.
1: Same Thanks, to so you. Much.
0: All right. Stay safe, brother.
11: Underneath the moonbeams and the stars shining bright I want to testify tonight Underneath the moonbeams and the stars shining bright Yeah.
1: Wave Radio Boston is now available on smart home devices through our new streaming partner, Live 365. On Amazon devices, enable the Live 365 skill, then ask to play Wave Radio Boston from Live 365. If you have other platforms, link up with Live 365 and ask, ask to play Wave Radio Boston from Live 365. We encourage you to listen through a good speaker, but if you are listening on your smartphone, the best way is with the free Live 365 app, available in your app store. Don't forget to go to anchor.fm to listen to on-demand podcasts of our previous shows. Thank you for listening to Wave Radio Boston.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. This is Hal Hall, rock rockin' food Review every Tuesday night from 6 to 8. That is Mama Kim over there. That's Pete over there on my left. Hey. I am Hal Holiday. We want to thank uh, the last musician that we just had, Mr. Big Ben Hillman. The last two songs here was must have been the music and the world premiere debut of Take Me Out Tonight here on Wave Radio Boston. Big Ben, thank you so much. What a fantastic guy and a great musician. Oof, man, talent. Yeah. So now we get to the fun, really fun stuff. Uh, we're going to do the beer and review with... <laughs> Mama Kim with the beer review.
1: Thank you very much. So as we spoke about earlier, we're going to be featuring Navigation Brewing out of our hometown Lowell, Mass., um, a place that we, we love to go to. We love the people down there, good local guys. I've been a fan of them since they were in a little one-bay garage in South Lowell. Um, kind of down mm. near where the Merrimack Ales guys are now, too. So it's a little startup area. I've
0: been in one big garage, but usually it's like <laughs> the shoddy shit somewhere. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, so the, just a little background. They've been brewing since 2014. Um, it is a son-in-law and father-in-law team. Um, the father-in-law, Bob Johnson, um, was an award-winning home brewer. He had mm. all these recipes, had been brewing for his family and friends for years, and Like a lot of startup breweries that you hear about, just decided to kind of give it a little go at it, and they've been pretty successful. Moved out of that little one bay garage area over to Western Ave Studios, um, in over kind of right on the outside of downtown area, but another great spot to go to. I mean. They, the, the artists that they have over there are awesome. They typically, pre-COVID, first Saturdays, would have these open studios where you could go in and walk around and purchase from them. They've had a couple of small outdoor events since COVID, but really great, fun little startup area. Um, and you can go down there and enjoy beer now, too, which is great. Uh, so they um, they brew a ton of styles of beer. They almost always have at least six on draft, Couple of different t- styles that you can get in a can, and they fill growlers. They're growlers I too. I like it in a can. <laughs> you, 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 and Brendan. <laughs> um, so, yeah, tonight we're going to be featuring their IPA, which is one of their um, their good standards that they almost always have on. It's their flagship, um, their Marzen, uh, Navigator, and Irish Stout. Um, so they also do an Uncharted series, which is really fun. Almost always um, includes an IPA. Um, so whenever you see the Uncharted with a number next to it, now I think they're up to like 42, yeah,
0: somewhere in the oh, 40s. Wow. I um, think I've had like 40. 40- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> one but,
1: but always a, you know a different blend of malts and hops so always a little something different um but also in that uncharted series includes you know different types of um pale ales as well but it's it's mostly on the ipa side um we're a big fan of their dark beers as well they do a really good job we yeah. are featuring pj P- their-
0: if you're listening right now man you kill the dark beers no doubt i mean you're, all your beers are good but We always rave about the dark beers. I'm staring at that Irish stout
2: that's in the lineup here.
1: So um, their flagship IPA comes in at 7%, which is pretty standard for most IPAs up until you start getting over the doubles, um, 80 IBUs. Um, Simcoe and Citra, which are are pretty standard for a lot of American-style IPAs. um, Then dry hopped with the Mosaic and Citra at the end. Um it's really nice, really drinkable, kind of round and smooth, not overly fruity or hoppy. It's a really nice, well balanced beer.
2: I have a problem with my IPA testing <laughs> glass. Uh there's a hole in it. Yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> it's it's gone. I know. We, we, I have to we, say we, that
0: all three of those beers are delicious.
1: We 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 <laughs> we poured the IPA a little early. That one that one might be gone at this point. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I became it might be freely after IPA, so it's okay. <laughs>
1: Uh, and then the next um, that we're going to talk about is their Marzen, which is a great uh, German lager, uh, traditionally brewed um, in so the springtime.
0: Mm. He's so reserved. Look at him; he hasn't even taken one sip. Yeah. No, I'm like trying. I'm trying to play along.
1: Yeah. yeah. So it's, Mama um, Kim is
0: the is the, the leader. Right a now. lot of
1: people know Oktoberfest style mm. beers. I think Sam Adams bring that brought that to uh-huh. a lot of us here originally, um, but it's a nice sort Ooh. of. Bready kind of mm. malty, Very you know. Malty. hot profile is is pretty minimal, um, but just gives it that nice balance. So I,
0: I love the Mars. It's it's a delicious. beer. It's so I do refreshing, too. and it's it's even better coming out of my fridge for the last three weeks. Yeah, I, I get the malt and
2: and the refresh the refreshing uh, part of it. It's yeah. it's really nice. It's Very malty, clean. but it's
0: malty, clean. but it's not like over. Yeah, it's like a lot of these beers can be like too malty. Mm-hmm.
1: Too, yeah, it's too it's light on the it's, caramelly, yeah. you know. Yeah. It, but it's a I think it's a nice, especially for those, you know, I think a lot of times when you try to bring people to a brewery, they're like, well, I don't like IPAs. This would be the the beer for them. For
0: sure.
1: Um, And then next that we have to feature is the Navigator, um, which I really love. It's about six and a half percent, 39 IBU, so not overly hopped. Again, this is in their Uncharted series that we spoke about earlier. Mm. Um, It's an American pale ale, you know, just really, really well done.
0: That's a good summer beer right there. That's good thing. it's 25 degrees out right now. Yeah. Hey, you <laughs> know, well,
1: it's warm in here, right? I, can't imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. Every, it's
0: getting hotter every beer.
1: And then <laughs> on to the, um, to the Irish stout. So mm. typically in mm. the, the past couple weeks that we've been down there, they've been brewing an Irish stout and an American stout. Um, <sighs> the Irish one is a little bit drier, um, a little bit lower in alcohol. So this one comes in at 5%.
0: This is the one that Mama Kim usually gets when I get the 7% black pepper porter or something yeah
1: well someone's gotta drive home
0: <laughs> this smells amazing just i haven't
2: tasted it yet
1: mm-hmm. you know it's it i think it, it lends really well um out of the can too a lot of times when you think stout you know getting it nitro on draft mm-hmm. i think is always best but this does really well it keeps a nice like um frothy head yeah um, i mean eaten. it's we it's, poured this what like five at least five minutes yeah. ago now and it still has some good retention there yeah
2: super super Wait, bubbly you guys still. still
0: have some
1: <laughs> <laughs> we and know
2: how to reserve ourselves yeah
1: how. this i i love i love their dark mm. beers um there very good if you go down there and you like mm. milk stouts their milk stout is oh. one, one of the best um as of last weekend it wasn't on <laughs> but he's usually brews it pretty frequently during the uh the winter months did, did you bring up the pepper No, the black pepper porter is is a is a crowd favorite down there too.
0: Slight, slight taste of the black pepper gets you a little bit that. Really, but it's like so refreshing. At the same time, it's like spicy, a little bit spicy. Not like it's 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 balanced.
1: Yeah, because porters can
2: porters can get syrupy really quick, right?
1: Yeah, this and and the pepper
2: cuts through that. Yeah, yeah. I
1: think a lot of times when. People think about spice with beer. Like mm-hmm. you know, a lot of breweries will brew jalapeno yeah, or yeah, yeah. Um, you know some of those like really hot peppers. But that black pepper just kind of like surprises you. You're like, wow. Yeah. Get a little little something, little kick in there. Nice. I mean, it balances nice. It's good.
2: Very cool. Yeah. Um, oh, so yeah. Good.
1: So I mean, I, I can't say enough good things about our, our friends down at Navigation. Again, they're on a, a sort of limited schedule as well with. You know, all the places need to be closed down by nine, but they do a really good job of spacing people out. Um, awesome. They're that, the best
0: million dollar hot dog. Yeah, for they, free.
1: they've always got a food <laughs> food truck down there. That's right. Yeah. And you can, you can pick up beer to go. Nice. You can have one while you pick it up. Really great people down there. We, we love the guys down in Navigation.
0: Thank you, PJ, for the samples. We appreciate it. <laughs> thank you, Navigation. We want to thank Craig and Christine Faulkner from Warp and West that came on tonight. Good luck to you guys. Please hang in there. We want to thank Big Ben Hillman for being on tonight with your fantastic mm. music. Thank you, Big Ben, for having Thanks, ben. released your first single in the world with us tonight. World uh, premiere. Not first single, but the single premiere single, yes. Uh, we are here every Tuesday night, 6 to 8. We are Hal Holiday's and Food Review. And myself, Mama Kim, we want to thank you very much for having us. Stick around for Vinyl Vault that's coming up from 8 to 10 here on Wave Radio Boston. I'm going to leave you with a song from Dire Holiday, a special friends of mine, <laughs> <clears throat> featuring Jen Kearney. Uh, we want to thank her for being on it too. But uh, have yourself a great night. Nice. Please stay safe. Take care of each other. Love the one. Love one another. Life is not a dress rehearsal. It's one act performance. Make it your best, folks. Thank you so much for having us. slice
12: a thin fucking line behind
11: the cold mahogany i can't take one night more of counting tears
6: Fight. There are
0: to rather